Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete. I'm joined with my co-host, School Walker and Arthur Miller. We all live in Lake Forest. Hey, we got a sponsor for the show, NeuroNoodle. Hey, parents and athletes, you get a physical every year, right? Well, include a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens. It only takes 20 minutes to get the data you need to know if your athlete should go back on the field. And you know what, school? If you need insurance, Dakota Insurance has always got your back. One of our favorite spots. Always. Then ask for Pam. Okay, guys. <laughs> midpoint, <laughs> midpoint of the year. 70-plus shows. It's time to review what we've done so far. Uh, autopsy without blame. I thought we could talk oh. about our... T- <laughs> well, some blame. I thought we could talk about our top 10 listen shows and some honorable oh. mentions. Good. And, uh, you know, we'll go down the list. You guys chime in whenever. Uh, let's start with the honorable mentions. Uh, obviously, speaking of Dakota Insurance, February 27th, that was a momentous show. That was the first time Scoo Walker was on the Lake Forest podcast talking about Dakota Insurance. He's had our back ever who, since. Who would have known it was uh, you that was uh, walking the, the, that big, huge, gigantic dog? <laughs> All I would do is say hello, good morning to you, and then all of a sudden I'm on this. And then look what happened. Some of the people know the story. Uh, one of Lake Forest's uh, most famous citizens, Matt, Matthew C. Alganey, was driving by and stopped to talk to us and introduced us. Well, that's right. Since. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> I think I called you Stu for... I don't know, about a month when I found out it was Scoo. And the first few shows. He called me uh, Mike, too. Mike. Mike. <laughs> I've been called. Oh, Mike Walker. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> Wait till the show is over. So I thought that was a pretty momentous show, Scoo. Uh, letting the people know uh, more about Dakota Insurance and, you know, the voice of the Lake Forest uh Football and basketball scouts. And I got to find out at the football games, you know, who's the, who's the guy screaming and hollering all the time? And it's you. Hey, that's me. That's me. Don't worry. Especially at the zebras. Zebras know who I am. But then again, you're eight feet tall, so no one's going to talk back to you. Oh, they will. Just ask my wife. So another memorable show was May 13th. I believe that was Art's first appearance on the Lake Forest podcast, the Library Classical Proposal. Art, you came on. I think uh, Lori Fitzgerald, who's been a guest host a few times, uh, introduced us. He came on. And uh, we had the architects on talking about their uh, their proposal. We had Catherine Lemmer on uh, a few episodes prior. You guys came on, and I haven't heard from Catherine since, Art, so I don't know what you did. Somewhere in there, they went and also talked to the city council, and the city council gave them some suggestions, and they're working on those now, and they've kind of, their board has been kind of reconstituted with um, the new chair and three new members, and they formed a building committee, and... um, so things are things are moving along in a probably slightly different direction. You know, um, it's not clear what that'll be yet. But the Preservation Foundation has been interested in trying to promote them fixing the um, dome and then the rotunda that's under it um, to to make it right size to not make it too big for the site and then to stick with kind of the same form and style. And we're still, the Preservation Foundation is still following that guideline. And we don't yeah. know where they come out, but the city wants them to basically come up with three different levels of plan, uh, an expansion, a reorganization and fixing, and then maybe just a fixing. 
And then also to get all the people involved on one page to get a consensus. And so that's what they're going to be working on. Got it. So, so you've had an impact on the library, Art. Well, not personally, but a bunch of people. Well, yeah. you, you and, you know, the, the architects uh, that came on, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. They said there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, okay. Open minds, right? That's all we want is open minds. That's right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And follow a process. Now that right. they're following the process, things might get done. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. May 13th, Casey Urlacher. That was a, a great show. Yeah. He came That's on, the mayor of Metawa. Talked to us for a good good uh, bit of time. He was, I don't know if he was gloating, but, you know, talking about Costco. And do you remember that show, Stu? I remember that show real well. Yeah, that, that was a great show. Yeah. And then he brought a lot of insight into it. And, yeah, if he's gloating, let him gloat. I mean, they're he just... Wasn't, they're, they're... He wasn't gloating. He was... <laughs> He was being well, correct. They're, they're the lucky recipients of all of our uh, decisions. Lake Forest is not ours, but Lake Forest decisions not to do things. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Lake Forest, had, old heritage, old, old heritage has always been not in my backyard. That goes back to 1860. And yeah. not in my backyard idea has attracted people to town. You know, it's pulled from being a couple few hundred in 1860 or so to being almost 20,000 in 2021. So it somehow attracts people, but right. it obviously creates some issues about what we should do. And as the town has filled up and it hasn't really filled up, I mean, let's face it, Lake Forest is very spread out, but people don't want some kinds of stuff too close to them. It's just, it, it goes, it, last week they, turned down after the city council said there was gonna be a phase three condo building on the um, property behind the two Liberty or library tower buildings across from Market Square on the traction yeah. there. About 500 people signed petitions and they went to the Historic Preservation Commission and the Historic Preservation Commission turned it down. So I don't know what the city's gonna do about that. Um, these people don't want it in their backyard. They don't want that thing. And the only way you can appeal a, as I understand it, the only way you can appeal a city council or a, a historic preservation denial is on the basis of economic hardship. And the city as part, as the owner of the property, and then to be the adjudicator. Uh, does the city really own the property? They own the property. And if they're okay. the adjudicators on whether they can build a building there or not, there it's, it's, um, I think it would be a, a lawyer's idea of a gift, a gift wrapped package, because all I have to do is sue them for self-dealing. You know, in other words, a client could just sue them for self-dealing. I thought the city sold it to the developer. It's, I don't think it's sold yet. I think it's okay. contingent, but I may be wrong. I don't know. Well, it's, even okay. so. I, I, I still, even with Casey's fact, fact interview, even anyway, with Casey's interview uh, though, I mean, I don't think, it, I, I don't think it's uh, not in my backyard. I think, it's, you know, I have something up my other sleeve that I want to do in place of something <laughs> like Costco and the and the uh, new city facility out there. Yeah, could be. Could well be. Yeah. yeah. So it's just this. But I mean, that, that same little area right around there was where they had trouble in 1860 and they're still having it today. So um, Lake Foresters have been pretty true to their roots. I think it's going to be a mistake. That land's going to stay vacant. You know, the owner doesn't have to do anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> and when they knock down the house next door, there's going to be a vacant lot, which is not going to be beneficial to the people around there, their home values. No. So they'll do something. We know it. Maybe it'll be a parking lot for some I'm betting on trucks. A, I'm, I'm betting on a condo unit. <laughs> well, it, it has to be different than they've got. That's all. Because the, the folks weren't buying it. So they got to come up with some new scheme. I think there was, uh, well, I think there was prejudice in that uh, ruling by the HPC anyways. Well, see, I'm just giving you the historical background. Wow. All right, May 5th, that was our process issue, not a people issue with the caucus. 
Because as you remember, I start I started this podcast to help people understand what the caucus is all about. Yeah, right. And, and also, you know, there's some misconceptions out there that it's a click, quote unquote, boys club. Uh, what were the other perceptions, Scoo? Oh, well, I think you, you probably pretty much nailed it. Besides, you know, people weren't getting a fair shake at interviews, that type of thing. But I mean, that, well, that, that, that issue goes on today still. I mean, even as they transition new leadership under the caucus committee, you know, their number one goal is to educate the community on what the caucus committee does. And, you know, I was on the caucus committee, what, 10 years ago? It was the same yeah. thing. So obviously the committee's not educating the community if we're still having these issues of what they do. We have a lot of well, new people. So we, we're reforming the community uh, after last year's big moves. You know, we've got a different community than we had in 2019, 2020, early 2020. And all these new people have to be integrated into the system. And um, that, you know, that's the way that the community is so dynamic is um, part of the issue. People have a, have a bad taste in their mouth because they feel like they're not involved or they don't have control of what's going on or there's a few people that control the information. And what I've, I've been in in more than a year now. So now I, I kind of feel like I, I can give my opinion, an educated opinion. People have a right to feel that way. Politics doesn't come into play in interviews, but what does happen is you have term limits. You have a two-year limit to be part of the caucus committee. And your first year that you're coming on board, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Then you have people leaving that do know what's going on. And if you have issues that are remaining, for instance, like the school board issue, I don't know if we have stock in the sign creating uh, corporations of America, but it's almost like they, we, we welcome a contested election so we can give people things to do. The executive committee is not vetted by the caucus itself. That's the problem, guys. Huh. Who sets that up? Well, the president picks the vice president. The vice president automatically becomes the president. And the president gets to pick who they want in the executive committee. That probably, goes, that probably goes back to the Wednesday days. How much do you want to bet? I, but that's when what you, the issue. So, so yeah. if you if you are feeling like it's a closed club, in essence, it is. And when you well, go vote, it, you're you're not on the right side of uh, who's heading up your individual ward. Is that right. ward chairman has the, you know, power to bring on who they want. Well, the problem is you have the executive committee, right? And let's just, let's talk about vetting. The person that's uh, responsible for the purse strings, whoever that is, could be the current person or the person in the past. How do we vet that person? How do we do a background check on that person? We don't. Really? Oh, Yeah. We don't have a say. The process is you raise your hand if you want to be on the executive committee. <laughs> I don't even know if you raise your hand. You can say, yeah, I'd be interested, but you have to be selected. Right. And Do two people you, have to sign every check? I don't know. I haven't seen a check. But, but they, for instance, they spend money. Oh, yeah. They should have an audit. You should audit the people that are responsible for the money, because uh, yeah. if you're just putting in somebody in place, let's just do a simple background check. But we don't I, have that. Yeah, and, yes. and I just want to make sure we're not accusing, you yeah. know, because I mean, I don't, I don't think the discussion is about you know how do they spend their money. I think the discussion is about oh no, how it's process. Right. Yeah. I mean, why why can't we get uh, you know? I know you try. Why can't we get the uh, the president of the caucus on here. I mean, this is a great platform for everyone to come on and educate. Uh, Her biggest issue, Pete, is educating the community. And why not come on a podcast? Well, again, that's going to get out. Well, part of the vetting that we do, one of the questions that we ask the people who come on the caucus committee is, do you have the time to do this position? If you have, if you're working for a big corporation and you're a mom and you may have other issues, 
you may not have time to, to get back to people. So, uh, or you could be, um, there's a lot of financial planners that are, that do this. And there's certain restrictions when you're a financial planner on what you can say in the public eye. No, Sue? And I, I just think it gets down to, you know, education of what being on a caucus committee is and then what you're trying to look for in board and committee members. Because you can just go watch uh, any of these boards or commissions on the TV or go in person to, to see them now. And, you know, probably, you know, I would say from the ones I've watched and I've been on a, a major board is people don't do the homework. They, they get their packets. Some don't ask, you know, read them in detail before the meeting. Some are reading them during the meeting. And, you know, that's the first thing uh, requirement on the caucus committee is, like you said, Pete, do you have time? And time means you have time to do the job that you're going to be put on a board or commission right. to do. And, and that's reading the packet, understanding, asking legitimate questions so you don't drag on these meetings. And that's not being done. People are getting put on boards and commissions because, you know, they're a CEO or an executive or a financial guy, whatever it might be. And they're not doing the work. And you know what? That hurts. That hurts the staff in the city trying to do their jobs because they come to these boards and commissions to get resolution on things. And when, you know, you're not doing and reading and understanding these packets, I mean, that's a big issue. And that goes back right. to the caucus committee one of the putting people on. Dude, one yeah, of the problems with um, the, the packet situation is, especially when you bring in new board members, they don't know how to read those packets. They don't know how to, after you've been on a board or a commission for a while, you get so that you can go through them intelligently looking for problem areas. I understand that Art, but here's the thing, as a committee, as a caucus committee, when I was on there, when you're interviewing someone for the plan commission, that person should be going, and when you ask an interview question, what do you know about the plan commission? That's your responsibility. If you want to be on a board oh, yeah. or commission, to go sure. get that information, go look at the videos, go look at some of the packets and understand what's going on. That's not being done. And I'm, I'm taking a wild stab at this is not being done because I watch these boards and commissions, and people aren't doing their job. Okay, because yeah. I'm mostly people with the Preservation Foundation, I'm mostly working with people, plan commission, Historic Preservation Commission and things that have pretty good backgrounds, you know, when they go on to those groups. It, it, the Plan Commission may be a different problem. I don't yeah, know. But let me ask you this, Art. When you've been working with the HPC or the Plan Commission, can you can you say that everyone on those boards and commissions have read the packet and have pure understanding of what the issue is being discussed? I think it's more likely if they've been on longer. That they uh, that's not what I'm asking because people okay. rotate in and off and it's not a... It's not an say, excuse to be new on a, a board or commission. Okay. Because you're not on there a long time. I'm just saying that in any new job, you're kind of watching to see how other people are reacting to the data. Understand that, but on a board or commission, you do have a voting power in a certain situation. If you're not educated in it and you're just sitting there and saying, I'm a new member, so I can't really make that decision uh -huh. yet. I'm going to go with you know what everyone's saying. That's wrong. That's not how these boards and commissions are supposed to operate. No. And as I say, historic preservation doesn't work. The historic preservation commission doesn't work that way. The new person on this year is Maureen uh, Grinnell. She's an experienced, been on several boards and commissions of local historic organizations and places. And she, she's very knowledgeable and she hit the ground running. She knows all that stuff to start with. Mm. Well, well, guys, the problem we talked about is it's the process. The process is the caucus doesn't vet or do, isn't able to have control on who their vice president and president is. Well, that doesn't that, make sense. That doesn't that's, make sense. That's, what, that's where the issue is. And then, uh, then you'll hear... I think, I think it's an issue. I think it's an issue, but it's not the, the, the major issue because the, the executive council isn't appointing people on board, I mean, they are, but it's the local wards that are bringing people forward for open boards and commissions that have to get through the ward process and then taken up to the eventual full caucus decision. And the, the executive board, if the full caucus votes on someone and it's positive, 
the board's not, have, the, the executive committee doesn't really have a say in that. So yeah, they can do whatever they want. It's not right, probably just picking and choosing who they want to be on there. But the process of getting people on the board, I think needs to be, you know, that's the education process. That's the process process is not, not being done properly, I don't think. That's my opinion. Someone come on here and correct me. Because that's what I see when I'm watching boards and commissions, people aren't doing their job, which tells me those people were put on boards and commissions by the caucus committee and they're not doing their, the right uh, vetting of candidates. If people are on boards and commissions, right. they're, not, not, they're not reading packets. They're not, you know, they're, they're not making their own. I, I just, that's the process. That's the problem. The president and the vice president have, and, and the executive board have influence over people on their first year. They can steer. If you don't know anything about the process, you can present information to somebody to lean. Yeah, but you're, you're, all, all I'm saying, Pete, is these, these caucus committee members have more interaction with their ward chairman and the ward yeah. individuals getting people on board than they do with a once a month exec committee meeting or, or, the, or not exec committee, but the um, overall caucus meeting when all so, the wards are together. So let me ask you this. You, you were doing it a longer time than myself. Should the caucus committee vote on who their president and vice president is and chairman? Uh, when, I, when I was on there, it was. Oh. We're, we were asking a full caucus meeting, you know, here's the executive positions that are coming up. Is anyone interested? You can either raise your hand or talk to your ward chair. They'll bring it forward. And I believe we did vote on who, you know, were the next ones. Yeah. So they no should kidding. vote. It should be a vote. Any organization, the officers should be elected. Preservation well, Foundation is a private organization. has a has a, a meeting where you have to have a proxy or in-person quorum at the annual meeting, and you elect the board members. And you yeah, no, I, when I was on there, it was. I remember. It, you know, it wasn't this contested thing. It's like you know, raise your hand. Or, yeah, I want to do it. Okay, great. No, what they do is. At the annual meeting, you vote on who the officers are, but you don't know who you don't know who's up for. Yeah, Art. But you don't have any nomination process. No. No, well, I, I thought there was. I remember. I remember that happening when I was yeah. on the caucus. There should be a nominating committee. They, you look at your bylaws. Ask I would, but hey, Art, while we're talking, see if you can find the bylaws on the uh, caucus website. Hey, hey guys, this, this is just three guys living in the city, two yeah. that have been here a long time. And look what we're discussing. Confusion on how the caucus committee works. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, that's still an issue. And each ingoing, outgoing president, their main thing is educating the community. It's not happening. And they should they be gotta, They, they got to do it a different way. And it's not sending out an email to the community or sending out a flyer. It's stuff like this. Come on the podcast. Let's talk about it. educate. But, this is your but, our platform that reaches they, more people. They don't want to come on the podcast. I, I, I'm asking. Well, why not? They don't Here's want my to, question. What, what's been, who is it? Kim Fall? Kim, come on on the podcast. Why don't you want to come on the podcast to talk about and educate the community? Doesn't the have the committee. Doesn't have the time to. The page can't be found for the bylaws. It comes oh, back. Oh, really, Art? That's been down since, uh, when would he do that show? That bylaws have been down since uh, May 5th. Well, they could put their bylaws back up. That would be a, a legal thing. You could, you could ask the attorney general to have them put their bylaws up on the web. Hey, listen, I mean, you know, the, she was, did a five question thing on the love or whatever. That's that new yeah. information thing the city's doing. Five questions does not educate the city on the, the city residents and how the caucus. I mean, there's people that have been here for 50 years that don't understand still how the caucus committee works, just like there's people that have been here for a month that don't understand how it works and, and vice versa. There's a, people that are here probably for a month that understand it clearly. And, you know, but education has to happen I, I, when you have. And the, I'm sorry, I just, this drives me crazy because this impacts overall how the city operates and how the city and the staff work because if we can't they rely on the boards and commissions and when those positions aren't filled with people that want to you know i'm sure they all want to be on there but it's evident when you look at stuff look at 
shows or whatever you want to call them, commissions and board meetings, they're not questions are being asked that are in the packet. When someone has to reference a builder or whoever has to answer a question of a board member or a committee member and ask them to reference page whatever of the packet, <laughs> that's not doing your job. And, and that's the thing is, you know, education, that's why this is a great platform to educate the community. I mean, new ways to do it, not doing a five question thing, not sending out stuff. You got to think of different ways to reach out to the community. And that's, you know, a, a podcast, you know, other ways to do it, but it's not happening. Yeah. Well, there's more downside for people to know what's going on than upside. It's more downside that's, to be on this pod, podcast than upside. What's the downside? The, the downside well, is not, there's no, not having any answers. Yeah. Not having an answer. <laughs> In other words, you find out people want to know things that you can't really reply to. You, all you have to say is, gee, that's a good question. And I'm going to get, go back to my group and talk about it. And we're going to come back on your podcast. And, and never and, come back again. But that's what they should do. That's what they but should I, do. I guess the, the podcast is not designed to you know, make people fear being on here. If they want to use it as an education tool, come on here and have at it. Right. But I mean, if they don't know the answer or something comes up that they hadn't thought about, all they have to say is, that's a really good question. I will find out and I'll get back to you. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, but but again, the podcast is not uh, blind. I mean, I think a lot of people, um, when they're asked to come on, I think it's, I don't know why people think that, but, you know, this isn't a blind question and answer. Like you're coming on and you're, you know, you're, you're going to get grilled. I mean, it's what you want to talk about. Right. We're trying to encourage. If, if the president of the caucus wants to come on and educate the community in a half hour, 45 minutes to an hour on how the caucus works, come on on. We're not going gonna... to. There, there have been, crazy. Uh, there have been half a dozen emails yeah, let me get back to you on a date. Let me get with the vice president. Let me get back to you on a date. Let me get back to you. Delay, delay, stall. Let the summer hey, happen. Hey, if she's too busy, it goes away. If she's too busy, send one of the other exec committee members. That's not no, too busy. That's it, somebody. They're, they're not. Everybody's they're not busy. Gonna, they're not going to do it. Look, it's a process issue. The process is the president and the vice president. I don't want to say are in cahoots. But they're the ones that control the future of what's, what's going on. And the entire caucus committee has no choice on who the vice president and president is. Hey, listen, I, all, I, all I know, Pete, is the caucus is out of session, committee is out of session right now for the summer. And in the fall, they're going to start up again and they're going to get barraged because I've looked at different openings. They're going to get barraged. But you know what? If I want to be on a border commission that may be open in the third ward come this Paul, I want to know more about the caucus. I can't even bring up the bylaws. I, the, the website's not functioning. No, the website. You know, is do not you know when it went down? Seriously, it was functioning May fourth. We did our show. It went down May fifth. Something happened because <laughs> you know what happened? They had the bylaws on from two thousand and sixteen, and I guess they they just updated the bylaws. 2019 or whatever it was, and it's been down ever since. They have an internal technical person. Why isn't this website fixed where people can, the community can access it to learn about it? They're undermining their legitimacy. Right. Well, Art, that's exactly what happens when, you know, people start questioning things. It's like, well, look, I can't even get information. So that's like I said, what's, what's the upside? If, if people know what's going on, there's more downside than upside. Whatever. Here's the here's the big thing, and one last thing on the caucus. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You said it earlier that you know you think that the caucus wants to have contested elections to spend money on signs. I'll go the other way. The caucus does not want to have contested elections, and the only reason there's contested elections is because those people contesting it have been slighted by the caucus committee. Either they weren't involved in uh, an interview process, or something happened where. Um, they did not know how the process worked. And it goes all the way back to the caucus committee and education. And if everyone was educated and knew how the caucus committee and the 
city boards and commissions work, there wouldn't be contested elections. There wouldn't Lori because Fitzgerald, that's... Well, here, Lori Fitzgerald, right? She, that's a perfect example who didn't know yeah. about the caucus process. I applied to get on the caucus and I believe they just put her on one of the boards. So at least, I don't know if that's a quieting thing or that's a process. Absolutely. You think? Yeah. Oh, so okay. someone, someone ran for uh, a position and didn't get it. So let's, let's get that person on a board or commission. So we just, you know, don't have to go through that again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We're, we're not. Done done. Okay. Uh, oh my he, God, guys, uh, that was, that was just the honorable mention shows. Are we, are we ready for the top 10? Number 10, Tim Newman, former alderman, award two, former uh, caucus president. That was April 30th. Tim's a good guy. He, he came on. He was back in the early 2000s. He was part of the process. And uh, I think I was on the caucus with Tim. And he was on the city council. And I, he was the leading, he really led the golf restoration before they put in the two uh, mega ponds, you know? Yep. Right. Now, Tim's a great guy, and uh, it's, a, it's a shame. I mean, he'd be, you know, if he wanted to continue, I think he'd be a great mayor or a yeah. great candidate. He's right. now mayor of Naples. I don't know why you got him as number 10, though. I would have bumped him up there higher. <laughs> no, the, the top 10 is just by listens. He made the top 10. Oh, gotcha. the, our, our listeners pick this, not us. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. Coming at number nine, Ashby Beasley, mom, wife, and activist, May 25th. That was an interesting show. That was a tough one. She came on. She came the one on, in her closet. Right. <laughs> Cut that out of post. <laughs> uh, no, we'll leave that in. Uh, that's the one where the dad kept opening the door to let the and kid, the kid in. in. Let the kid in, let him know that uh, there's a mother on board. Um, she, that's, what, <laughs> that's, that's what it seemed like to me. I don't, I don't know. Okay, but if people listen to it anyway, so good. Yeah. Uh, well, they listened to, um, well, she came in response because she came up from Highland Park to Lake Forest because of the BLM protests or whatever. Some protests uptown, and she was um, going at it with... Um, Rob Metz. Rob, Rob Metz, yeah. yeah. She used to be with Rob Metz, or I don't know. It was really bizarre. I don't know. Uh, you know what it is? I, I would put a title on her as Button Pusher, okay? Okay. Well, she, 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 was, she, she was pushing yeah. buttons, okay? Right. So she wanted to come up here and, you know, get some FaceTime. I don't know if it's attention or what, but came up. And we'll get to Rob Metz later. I mean, he's no angel in all this, but that was the number nine show. Number eight, we talked about uh, Lori Fitzgerald uh, from the Let's Do Better Slate, clears the air April 16. Came on, didn't know about the caucus, applied and is now on one of the boards. So she's been a guest host a couple of times. I give her credit for introducing us to art. Uh, oh. She brought art on the show, so we appreciate what, what uh, board and commission she's on now. One of the school ones, she told me. Nice. She All right. Lori, please put it in the comments. What do they got you doing? They got you uh, packed away somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> in the District 62 uh, school board? <laughs> 66. <and a> half. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. Laugh. So, uh, no, I mean, it's a shame we can't get Lori on more. Her job's, uh, you know, keeping her pretty busy. So uh, hopefully we can get some more time at the end of the year. Uh, number seven, listen to show, was Kara Zupkis with the Young America's Foundation. That was June 8th. She came to talk about the YAF club was canceled. I still don't get that one, Scoo and, and Art. You had a group that was bringing in a lot of kids. They couldn't meet during COVID, so the charter got taken away. They brought Steve Forbes here, 300 people, and they, they got some pretty canceled. good um, people that came in to speak on board, but apparently they had um, 
they didn't meet the criteria for meeting or something. That was it. They 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 had to meet once a month. During COVID, and, I don't know. And, and they didn't have training. auditing or whatever yeah. for it. I don't know. Um, I think it's the fact that it was an outside organization with a $35 million purse that was um, promoting a political agenda. And yeah. some people thought that that was maybe a little, I mean, I don't think it's bad to have student-led political groups, but maybe ones backed by $35 million sounds a little iffy. Yeah. Kara was cool. She came on. She made her points. Um, I I don't know what people are afraid of, but um, hopefully they put them back on. Uh, let's see. Number six was Joanna Marshall came on. She's a doozy. Joanna, where you been out there? You were pretty fired up at the beginning. Uh, she was on the uh, Let's Do Better slate, District 115. Uh he came on. She's she's always got an opinion on something. But we haven't heard from her lately. But you made the top ten, Joanna. Way to go. Uh, no. Any thoughts on that, Scoo? Oh, I thought it was, uh, you know, interesting interview. I, I've known her from growing up. But, um, yeah, she's very passionate and, you know, had some good points. And she had a problem with uh, the caucus process. and Yeah. And we told her, hey, you're like me and acquired taste. And maybe you didn't interview well. But other people said she did interview well. Who knows? That's why it's a subjective thing. But, yeah, and that's the process. You know, some people yeah. don't get on it and, you know, have a bad interview. But that, that happens all the time. And yeah. So part of the problem with the, um, the caucus choice thing, I think, is that the original idea of the caucus was that the people who got onto boards and commissions would not come with political agendas, that they would be relatively impartial, open to hearing both sides of issues. And if people come to the caucus process deeply, passionately committed to one particular perspective, that then they don't make such good legitimate um, caucus uh, board and commission members. Now, for instance, I've never been on a board and commission. I've been an advocate for preservation for 25, 30 years, but because of that, I haven't gone and tried to be on a board and commission because right. there would be, I think, they there are reasons why they wouldn't want me, you know. Right. And, and there's there's still uh, Pete. I think you know when I was there, I think when you guys go through it when you interview still is, you know, one of the first things that are asked, I believe, is one, do you have, you know, you're supposed to check your political affiliation at the door when you come into the interview. And then two, yeah. they ask you if there's any conflict. And, you know, right. those, but, those are, those are the premier things that you should ask. And that's, you know, if we, they stray no, I, from that, that's something that's, uh, well, you know, part of the process that needs to be. Well, about. where I'm coming from is if you don't get to pick the president or vice president, president's a Democrat, the vice president's a Democrat, and their executive committee are all Democrats, but they've never said they're a Democrat, right? That's, that's the problem. It's, it's almost, I'd like to know where everybody's at, you know? Well, see, I like, I know where I'm at. I, I don't belong in the caucus, you know, and I don't belong in a city commission because I want to go to those commission meetings and those board meetings and make my point. Well, the whole point of checking your political affiliation at the door is because you're, it's not, you can, you can argue it. It's being on a board or commission is not being about what political party you're with. No. It's about how you're helping the city make a decision on what comes to that board or commission. That has nothing to do with your political viewpoint. That's the pur purpose of that. So it doesn't, to me, I don't care what your political affiliation is. I just don't want people picking people that don't want to do the work, have agendas, and are seeking only to bring on people that are in their little sphere of knowledge, because that doesn't that doesn't help the city, and that's what these boards it, and commissions are to do. Period. Hard stop. Scoot. Yeah. Hard stop. I like that. Like breeds like. 
you want to bring on people I like you. And that's what's going on. And the reason why it's going on is because we don't pick who's that leading at the top. That's exactly. It. And that's, that's the exact, you know, it's easier to pick your buddy than yeah. it is to do the work and interview people and find the right person. That's the problem. Period. Okay. All right. Going on to number five, Philippe Mellon, leader of the Let's Do Better 115 school board campaign. Philippe, he and I, we went back at it a few times. <laughs> I, I, I think I call, I didn't call him a carpetbagger. What did I call him? Hired gun. That's what I called him. And uh, It's and important to anybody that he can make money off of, it seemed like. 6000 bucks, you know. <laughs> he, he got some money here, I support you. <laughs> but no, I sat down with Philippe, you know, good, you know, good guy, misunderstood, I guess, like myself. Yeah, yeah he is a good guy. I mean, it, all these people, it's funny you hear, yeah. um, you know, how evil all these people are. And yeah, so you, yeah. you sit down and have a discussion. You go, or you wow, hear that's, them. That's, yeah. Or you're like, wow, that's a nice person. I, where, where's that coming from? It's one of the things but, this podcast has done is showed the humanity of a lot right. of people get caricatured and stereotyped yeah. by their position. Absolutely. Humanity is not perfect. Oh my God. Do you remember the early days? We would have people on, oh God, you got this One fact person. wrong. You got that <laughs> fact wrong. You need to be an expert on this. Uh, that's why we got art. Somebody's got a problem with our history quotes. I'm pointing at art. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's it's like it's a it's a gotcha society you know they always want to catch it or something yeah. all right so number four our boy joe neasley at chief's pub that was january 27th that's one yeah. of the first shows oh yeah he came on board didn't know me from adam and uh he and he came smart. back and he came back again uh grinding away looking for help by the way, if anybody's looking for uh, kitchen help, uh, Joe Joe is hiring. He will he will hire you in a heartbeat. No, he Joe's a good. He stayed through that whole pandemic, though. He stayed open out there in his little igloos and stuff, and yeah. he really tilled in the vineyard to keep Lake Forest business alive. Yeah. All right, number three, Madeline. Remember Madeline? She came on to give oh, yeah. her response to the Ginger Show. That was April 2nd. And Madeline, I'm guessing, because we didn't ask, she's more on the conservative side. Um, she couldn't believe what she heard and read about uh, Ginger. And last I heard, she's, she's, she, she was mad at me. She liked me. Now she's mad at me again. I think she was a classic a case of someone coming on and talking to you and then realizing, oh, <laughs> they really weren't like <laughs> Matt, Madeline, I, I spent, I think I spent an hour with her on the phone trying to get her to watch the school board um, debates because she was having a hard time. She wanted to vote for, uh, I call it the blue signs, blue and white signs. Let's do better. I go, why don't you just listen to the debates and see who sounds better, who does a better job, and do your picking? Uh, but she didn't know there were debates, so that that was an interesting. <laughs> oh, Madeline, if you're listening, uh, please don't be pissed at me. All right, number two, Robbie Metz, founder of the Lake Bluff Militia Social Club and Ministry of Spiritual Redemption, 522. I have in parentheses deleted. Deleted. <laughs> Oh yeah, they made me take down the podcast. What? Because he had, he had a grateful. You didn't know that he had a great. He gave me a flyer to use for his. Oh, oh uh, because of the Grateful Dead thing. Grateful Dead, yeah. So I had to take down the podcast and put it back up. Oh. And and let's just say, if you had to pick a side, he's far right. Uh, he's a button pusher. Um, but he sounded more reasonable on the air. Well, well, yeah, when you, they, they all do, with the I exception know. of, you know, putting your kids in on cue during the, during the podcast. Oh, but but I mean, he, no, he, a, you could understand how he got to where he was. Yeah. 
wasn't well, just he, 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 used, he used facts and data and you know let's call let's let's call a spade a spade i mean he he put some stuff out there in social media that knew it was going to get a rile out of people yeah. piss them off and out of the 72 shows we've had on i'd say there's four shows that have been very controversial okay a ashby beasley from the left yeah uh rob metz from the right madeline from the right and then our number one show in the first six months of the year breaking news interview with ginger the target of the let's do better campaign march hey, can i can i say something real quick there when yeah. you're putting those people on right and left i would say far right and far left we didn't have okay. too many it, 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 the middle or people <laughs> i don't think middle people will come on because i don't think they're passionate enough to come on to let's just take robbie metz okay by him what's a fraction of one over 72 okay that one show i have a pretty strong feeling has made people from the city council not want to come on. Uh, anybody in a political faction come on because the name of the show is Lake Forest Podcast and they don't want to have anything to do with with, with That's Rob ridiculous because I think you, you've given people a forum and the fact that there are outliers, they aren't covered in the press. We have a press desert here. You don't have, you used to have pro and con columns in a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have that anymore. And we're, the local government, I mean, we have stuff that comes from the city, this new Lake Forest love and everything. And I like yeah. sweet. And, but we don't have independent media for the exchange of ideas. And I think people are overreacting to the difficulty of being on a podcast. I think, yeah, I mean, yes, there are people that are on the extreme, but if we're not gonna to cater just to the people on the extreme, people in the middle have to share their perspective. And yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's you know, it seems like just doing this podcast for the short time I've been doing it, the only people that wanna come on are the extremes, which is fine. I think it's, you know, crazy. <laughs> Well, you know, do you remember? You know, his, his, his interview should never, uh, you know, put the. I mean, I talked to several people about coming on, and it was like first thing out of their mouth was Rob Metz you had on. It's like what? You know, who do we get? Who, who do we get more grief on? You know, what's crazy is we got more grief about Rob Metz than we did about Ginger. We should get more grief about Ginger for what she said about the women in Lake Forest. I mean, it's just. <laughs> You know. and, and and do you remember the ginger show? You know how we got ginger through Sasha, who wouldn't show her face on the show, right? Or use her real name. <laughs> so that just goes to show you, which was a setup. Which was a setup. Yeah. Uh, so when you get you know from the left or the right or whatever, they're both button pushers. Okay. And for anybody, anybody that thinks because we bring these people on, it represents us or the town. I mean, that's just because you yeah. know what? We've, we've been even handed. And you know what that gets you? It gets you nothing. Because no matter how you try to appease people, you, you can't do it. It's not possible. One out of 72 shows, you bring somebody on and that affects the community from learning about the city council, the aldermen's, you know, they won't come on because of that. There's something fundamentally wrong there. Yep. And I don't I know about you. And I'm not kissing anybody's butt. To, you know. I hope they're on. not not coming on here because of that. But you know, you never know. I got a pretty good idea. So fine. But you don't, don't want to come but, on. But just the three of us represent a sort of more moderate left-right yeah. group than than your than the outliers do. Hey, the only reason I'm doing this is because of why I was asked to do it, and that's to promote businesses, promote the community, promote what's going on in the community, and there's nothing out there. You know what the, Art, you remember this? 
you know what the one vehicle that promoted the community and everyone knew about the community back in the day? It was called the Lake Forester. Yes. People used to die to, for on Thursdays to have that come out. That's still out there, but it's trash right now. Sorry, but well, it's, it's very well. We have no content. Right. There's no there's no vehicle Local. out there that talks about the community, talks about <laughs> the high school, talks about you know everything going on in the community. Right. And that's why I agreed to do this because I thought this was a great vehicle to do that. Not because of political views, which you know, I, unfortunately, I guess everyone has to jump to a political view on everything nowadays. But that's not the reason for this. You know, I, I mean, that's why I joined it. And yeah. and I still think we we can do a lot of promoting yeah. of stuff and and you know the beach, the the concerts that are going on in in town every week at the golf course. They have concerts. Yeah, you know, all this stuff, good stuff going on. But yeah, you know, nice. no one wants no one wants to come on and talk about it. No, nope. we, we had um, Trey Gonzalez on with the uh, Smith Store. They're expanding, you know, and those are good stories. Those are, that's good for Lake Forest. They're, they're great stories, but guys, I just read off the top 10 list of the most yeah. listened to episodes, nine out of the 10 with politics. Huh. So people are not jumping to this other stuff. Oh, they're jumping, but well, just not. Jumping. I mean, you have several hundred people a week that are listening. Okay. But. You're, we're talking about these particular episodes. You're getting into the thousands, oh, right? Wow. So community, living in a city, you know, it, it's messy. Not everything's pretty, daisies, okay? It, there's murky sides of things. Just because it's murky doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So uh, for the people who like to live in silos, un unfortunately, they want to get their news from a specific place. And if it's not... You're not going to learn about the city government from us. I don't think so, guys. And, you know, the choice we got to make is don't let somebody with an opposing view come on the show because that's a choice. If we didn't have Robbie, if Robbie Metz didn't come on, we would have everybody else from the city come on. I guarantee you that. So what's the but choice that we make? That's unfortunate because if you listened to the show, there was a rationale to where he got to, how he got to where he got. I didn't exactly buy it, but I understood it better, and I saw his uh, frustration, and I think that that's worthwhile, you know. But I'm not going to give him that platform to say, you know, people aren't coming on the show because of him. I, I'm as much as I don't want to say that. I, I mean, it's. I don't well, think I'm, people. I, I, I'm saying it. Okay, so, that's fine. I, I, I'm not. I believe it, but I mean, I just that's that's a weak excuse if. You know, you can't come on and talk about your business or, you know, what's going on in the community. Great stuff right. going on because some Yahoo comes on the show and spouts off his opinion that, you know, a lot of people don't agree with. I don't agree right. with. They was crazy. I don't agree with I don't it. I think it's crazy. But that doesn't mean I didn't want to hear about it. No, I know. That's fine. Well, people are talking about it and they've come up with this narrative. And once you hear what the guy has to say, that disrupts the narrative. And I think people want to keep this image in their mind. I don't know. Everybody yeah. needs a bad guy. Everybody needs a good guy. So, so we'll leave it well, at that. We need to water the desert. That's what we need to do. We need to get more information. We need more. water, not urine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but we need more people actually listening to each other, not just saying things and not just sound bites. The nice thing about the podcast is it's not 30 seconds. It's yeah. not a sentence. It's a conversation. Like you talked about the five questions, you know, that the one yeah. person it's not five questions. It's a it's a half an hour or so and it's a chance for someone to work out what they want to say <clears throat> and discuss it with uh, and bounce it off a couple of people. And there's no place else that you can get that right now in an informal setting. If yeah, you go, you get five minutes max to comment. Yeah. Hey, I, I would love to throw out the invitation to Jason Wecka for the city manager. He's relatively yeah. new right. to the community. I'd love, come, Jason, come on on. Let's talk about the city, your experience as a new city manager, what's going on. 
there's a lot of good things going on and you're the person who can educate people on what's going on in, the, in this great city. Come on. Well, it is to be a new guy who's experienced in city workings in, diff- in general, but he's a new guy in Lake Forest that he might have some very interesting observations that wouldn't get him in trouble, but that would help us see better where we are. Jason's a good guy. Great guy. He's a good guy. And look, for whatever reason, coming on this show reflects bad on him and the government. That That's what I hear is going on out there, so that's, which is unfortunate. That's no one's intention. There's no reason to think that. Well, I hope that, not. Well, I'm just telling you, that's what's going on. So whether it's yeah. right or wrong, when people say, hey, bring somebody on, look, we've tried. I've given the, I've given the reasons why the caucus isn't coming on. And I've given the reasons why city government isn't coming on. If people are going to come to our, our podcast, maybe they'll go to Lake Forest Love. God bless Dave Sweet. Love his columns. He's a wonderful guy. He's but a great it's a, guy. It's a uh, city-run organ. The first six months, I wouldn't trade him for anything. Hey, we got art. Every Tuesday, we record our art class. I get my hours worth of history. I go through, I don't know how many pieces of loose leaf paper. <laughs> I get, and I try to remember it all, Art. That's why you're an admin. You have to correct me. School, we got the voice of the Lake Forest uh, basketball football scouts. I mean, this is great. Yes. And then we get to find uh, small businessmen around the city and women. And, For the backbone uh, of the community, right? Backbone. Hey. Anybody that's for small business and first responders, I'm all for. Let's let's throw in Craig Lipkowski, have a great retirement, right? The boys in blue, we had the boys in red on, we had Mike on. So this, this has been a great thing. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that if we bring somebody on, people have to feel tainted. And anybody that feels that way, I you know, I don't want them on anyways. Get, get work some around boost. it. Stay get a backbone. Open, stay, don't take it personally. Stay open. You're a pioneer and you're doing something to help make things more open. I'm sorry your feelings get hurt a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I think well, I, do have, I do have pretty thin skin art. But I think but I think you've done some really constructive stuff and I congratulate you. Well I think you've done a great job. Hey, we we've done a great job, guys. Let's I can only imagine what the next step. And if we can't get people on, we'll just make it up and then force people to come on and correct us. How's that? Good idea. Well, no, I mean, (laughs) here, here's the point. If people say, you know what? Uh, Nobody from else from Lake Forest wants to come on. You know who does want to come on? Highwood. You know what's to come on? Metawa. You know what's to come on? Libertyville. So, hey, guys, I can only ask so many times. You want to come on? You don't? Okay, we're gonna to have to expand. Well, we got a lot of people out there in Lake Forest. We got. We'll start. We got to start. All right. All right. All right. We finally got our uh, Patreon going, Scoo. If people really, really like us, they can buy us a beer, and our beer fund. For the price of five dollars, you get to get a lovely Lake Forest podcast social cup koozie. You can see it on our Facebook page. That's right. It's there. Let's start that fund. So we can throw a nice little kegger somewhere. Can you do keggers anymore? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Got to know All how right. to tap them, though. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we've we've come to the end. Art, Scoo, I appreciate you both. Thank you for hanging on this ride for 70-plus episodes. We'll uh, do another 70 or so. Uh, can't wait for the year, year-end year edition. About to do a live Lake Forest Day podcast. Is this on? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we, they got somebody new over at the Legion, so they said they're going to come on before August uh, for Lake Forest Day, so we'll see. All right, hell of a show, guys. Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash up like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete. I can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. On behalf of my co-host, Scoo Walker and Arthur Miller, if you really, really like us, you can buy us a beer on Patreon slash LakeForcePodcast.com. We thank you for listening. Cue the band.